Hello, thank you for joining us on this podcast today about regretting motherhood or potential negative feelings surrounding being a mom. If you can briefly introduce yourself for our listeners. Hi, I'm Janice and I'm from uh, New York City and I just recently turned 63 and I am the mother to three sons. Very nice. So I'm curious, um, do you mind saying how old your sons are? Uh, no, they are 31, 30, and 28. Okay, so they're, they're more adult children at this point then? Oh, definitely, yes. I recognize them as adults. And how do you see yourself? Do you still consider being a mom as part of your identity today? No, not at all. Oh, okay. What would you say contributes to your identity or what are some identities that um, you don't mind sharing with the listeners today? Um, I mean, I am a mom, but I don't feel like I have any mom duties anymore. Um, I identify with fashion, uh, travel. Um, I, I guess I identify today with a life with my husband and myself and then our extended family. Yeah. Was that transition from, you know, being a mom to this new part of travel and fashion and, you know, a more intimate relationship in terms of just you and your partner, was that difficult for you? Or did you find that it came naturally as your children aged? Yes, I would say that it evolved naturally as we aged. Yes, yes. Very nice. Would and you say, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, too, I think what helps with evolving that is to recognize that your uh, offspring are becoming adults and changing your mindset um, to recognize they are adults. And you, your role of a mother is different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind describing how it's different? Um, I'm not responsible for the decisions they make. Um, I listen, but I, I try to be a good listener and only give advice when it's asked for. Um, I talk to my sister about keeping your lips zipped. Um, that that's the, that's, it's, um, a good tool to have in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Um, can you identify what time period you feel like this transition happened for you, either in your age or relative to, to your kids' ages? Um, like I said, it's great. It was always, I was always very aware. So it was very gradual. Um, like in middle school, trying to make them more, more independent, like that was part of it, like not packing their lunches. I mean, that was a step. Um, you know, going off to college. And um, if they had a problem, I would listen to it. I wouldn't solve it. So that was part of it. Uh, it was just always a process of letting go and letting them become adults and responsible and independent. Yeah. So it was, it was I feel like it was always there as part of child rearing. Yeah. And that's important too, because I feel like that doesn't always happen, right? So the fact that you were aware of it and the fact that it was a process, it's not just like one of those, oh, you turned 18, um, I'm washing my hands or coddling kind of when they're adults. It was gradual and phased out, it sounds like. Yes, definitely, definitely. 
And what about when you were more closely identifying as a mom or when your kids were younger? How would you say you felt about being a mom? What kind of emotions came up for you? Oh, I liked being a mom. Um, um, emotions. Um, just loved our family, you know, hanging out together, doing things as a family, traveling. Um, you know, sometimes there were hard, hard days, but I knew in the end that everything, I guess, have a positive outlook that everything would be fine. Um, I, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds like you really valued your family and you merged some activities that you liked, like traveling and spending time with them. And what about those uh, more difficult days? Can you describe kind of some of those or how you felt on those days? Um, well, I always held on to that. I knew in my gut, I always trusted my gut that in the, in the end, everything would be fine. Like if, if like the three of them were sick and um, which has happened all at the same time because they were close together, I would, I would give myself a break. I would just say, well, next week they're going to be better. And today we're all staying in our pajamas and that's what I can do. I, I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself to be more than I could be. Yeah. Do you feel like other moms in the community that you lived in had similar um, feelings to you? Or do you think that you had a different approach? How would you say? Uh, I, I feel I was an outlier. Yeah. I feel like um, I was very comfortable doing what I could do and not trying to do more than I could. I gave myself permission to do nothing if I, if I had to. If I was just too overwhelmed, I wouldn't cook. We'd all have a bowl of cereal for dinner. Um, I didn't put that pressure on myself to be yeah. a super mom. Because I, I, also, I also knew that in the end, with three different personalities, you can't be perfect. And that later in life, if they had to sort some things through, they could. But I just didn't, I couldn't put that pressure on myself. So I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. It sounds like too, integrating that self-care made being a mom more enjoyable for you when you kind of put that first and took those yes. pressures away. Yeah. It's definitely looking back. I would say that's definitely true. Yes. Yeah. And it sounds like that would be a huge protective factor too. So when you say you felt like you were an outlier, would you say everyone else had a lot of high pressure or showing like the perfect family or the perfect mom or wouldn't give themselves a break? Is that how you would kind of describe them? Yes, yes. In, in the community that I, I was raising my family in, yes, definitely more um, I, for myself, uh, a lot of people um, would enroll their children in many, many activities and talk about how busy they were all the time, where I couldn't identify with that because I knew as a mom and a, a person with three small ones to try to take them to many different acts. So I limited their activities to one. They could each be in one. And it, and then we would sit and watch TV together on the couch. We, um, I didn't feel that pressure to have to have them busy all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
And on those kind of tough days, did you feel like you could speak to others about the negative feelings that you might have had or any feelings of being overwhelmed during those times? Or did you feel like you had to keep that to yourself for the most part? Um, I, I could talk to my sister and I could talk to a, 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 a best friend that I've had since high school. Um, but again, I, I maybe I was lucky. I really didn't question myself that much. Yeah. I just knew I was comfortable in my skin I, to, not to do what everybody else was doing. Yeah. And it sounds like too, it, it's something that you're well prepared for. Uh, so if you don't mind talking a little bit about when did you know that you wanted to be a mom or did you know that you wanted to be a mom? No, I did not know that I wanted to be a mom. And I've always thought that if I had children, I would be happy. And if I didn't have children, I would be happy. Um, and then we had our first one and um, it, it, it was great. It was great. Um, and then we had our second and third and probably would have had a fourth. Um, I enjoyed the family, but I feel again that if I didn't have a family, I'd be, I would I would make a new life, another life without without children. Yeah. So it sounds like you could have went either way on that fence and seen yourself being happy. How did you find yourself on that side then of having children? What went into that decision making for you? Um, good question. Um, I. Yeah, because it was a conscious choice to have the children. Um, I, I, I know I, maybe I was ready before, uh, before that. I was always feeling like, oh, I needed to travel more. I needed to do this. I needed to do that. And then there came a point where I just felt like, oh, maybe having a child would be fun. Um, so, so, yeah, that, I was like 33, 32 when I had my first one. Yeah. So again, I think I was a little bit later for that time period. Yeah. And it sounds like you were able to do a lot of what you wanted to do first. Do you think if you had children earlier that would have affected anything for you? Or do you think that it would have remained the same and you would have been just as, as happy and, and satisfied? I know it's hard retrospectively. Yeah. Yeah. Now. No, I would say that I was not ready to have children before I had them. Yeah. I, I didn't want them. I, I wanted to travel. I did not want them, but it was just something kind of over a few, a, a year or something it was like, oh, maybe now I'm ready. I, I never felt ready to have children before that. Yeah. And when you did, so, you know, you talked about wanting to travel and do a lot of things before, were there any sacrifices that you had to make when you had children and what was that like for you? Um, I guess I didn't look at them as sacrifices. Um, the only thing that comes to my mind, which again, how I put myself first uh, above my children and to keep my own self happy was um, clothing. I loved clothing. They were three little boys. You know, I could have had a fashionista, uh, but none of them were fashionistas and they were happy to live in t-shirts that they won at contests. And so then I would spend that money on myself. I mean, I, I, you know, not that I would be buying expensive things, but again, I would, I would 
purchase things for myself. And I would think, oh, good thing they like those free t-shirts because I wouldn't be having this. Um, <laughs> where other people might've like, oh, you can't wear a, a, a free t-shirt five days a week. I was like, well, if you wear a free t-shirt then I get to wear a new blouse from Target. Um, yeah. So I, again, I don't really felt like I made sacrifices. Um, yeah. It sounds like you were able to make it all work and it wasn't, you know, that negative of an experience and you were still able to do a lot of the things that, that you wanted to do. Yes. Yes. Um, I always looked at everything as a, as a choice. Now I did have negative, uh, feelings when, when they were first born, you know, definitely, uh, um, that was where I like, that was where probably a lot of my negative feelings first came is when they were first born. Yeah. Do you mind expanding on that a little bit? Uh, no, no. Um, so when my first one was born um, in the hospital, happy as a clam, came home from the hospital. Of course, it was a, a transition, but my husband was there with me. Uh, and then it came the day that he had to go to work. And immediately, you know, the ground came out from underneath me. And I was standing at the back door. And I said, because um, at that time, it wasn't talked about a lot. I said, just to let you know, I'm not going to do anything to hurt our son, but all I'm going to try to do today is survive. I said I, I, that day was very low. It was like, you know, what have I, what have I done? Yeah. Like this has completely changed our 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 world. And so that was probably a couple week um, transition. And again. I let myself stay in my pajamas all day because um, I thought if I, he, if I just need to feed him and change his diaper and survive till you know my husband gets home from work. Um, so that that was a that was a big negative moment. And then probably a couple months after that, again, this is very dark. But um, I think people think this way. There was uh, in the headlines a couple babies. They were talking about crib death, and I remember talking to a friend. And she had just had a baby recently too. And I said, you know, I'm reading about these crib deaths and I know it's upsetting, but gosh, you know, it would be a big relief, um, you know, to, to um, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that, but right, that, yeah. so I would say there was some really dark feelings in the first few months of trying to get, uh, you know, not having your husband there to help and it all falling on you. Oh, definitely, definitely. You're bringing up a really, really good point, actually, because I feel like it's talked a lot more now in the medical field, but postpartum depression, did any of your medical providers talk about that at all? Not that you had it, but a lot of like 80% of women experience the baby blues is what they call it after as a normal experience because of that drop in hormone levels. But did any doctors ever prepare you for that? Or was it word of mouth or was it completely a surprise to you? Um, it wasn't a surprise to me because I knew, um, you know, that had, it was talked about, but my doctor did not talk about it to me. I just, just more like was what you heard on the street. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew, um, again, um, I just knew it would be okay. We just had to get through, get, have to get through it. And I, I really, at that point, I don't think I had postpartum depression. I just right. think I had normal, normal feelings. Yes. Um, and that's the movement too now is to just call it like normal post-birth feelings because like 80%, the majority feel that way. Right. And so yes. 
it's really common. And I think now medical doctors are starting to discuss it way more. But if you didn't have, you know, a female figure in your life that told you about that, uh, it could be a complete surprise to some people. And so I'm wondering too, did you feel comfortable telling others during that time how you felt? Or was that something you more kept to yourself uh, other than kind of your friend and your sister? Uh, no, I would tell, and I tell people today too. Um, no, I, I shared it with people. Yes, yes, I did. I did. Yeah. And also I would say the bonding experience um, with my first one, um, you know, again, after that day when uh, my husband left for work for the first day, I'm like, you know, all these women talk about, now whether that's true or not, how this great bond they feel with their child. And it was like, hmm, well, I'm going to take care of you, but I'm just, you know, I'm I, I, like, I, I was in love with my husband, but I yet wasn't, but, but after I had my first one and I knew the minute the second one was born, the minute the third one was born, immediate bonding. It was just, I feel like the first one was the most uh, negative feelings were there. Yeah. And I feel like too, a lot of times motherhood gets fantasized about and, and like you're talking about, you imagine, or people talk about that immediate bond. And if it doesn't happen, it makes people feel like, uh, oh, what's going on here? Or, or why is my experience not the same? And so I think it's really important that you're sharing this for people to hear about. Um, I'm also curious when you would talk about those negative emotions or reactions that you had, uh, how did the people that you told respond? Um, I think some people didn't have those. I, I, some people I would say, unless they weren't telling me, I would say some people did not have those feelings, but then a few people, oh yeah, I felt that way too. Um, but again, I didn't, I didn't talk, talk, I, I didn't talk about it a lot because I felt, again, I had a couple resources that I told them and then that helped me. I didn't need to tell 15 people to feel better, like just a couple people and I felt better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So community and social support were definitely big for you. And, and it seems like that and self-care were really helpful because three kids can be a lot. Yes, yes, yes. And so I want to be mindful of your time here. I have one more question, if that's okay. Uh, what have I not asked you that you think would be important to know regarding difficulties of motherhood that someone didn't tell you that you wish you knew about going into it? Uh, okay, I have a, uh, a saying, it's called snipping the apron strings. Okay. And so I think all my apron strings have been snipped, but sometimes they come, they come as a surprise. Um, they're just little moments throughout their growing up time. Um, and it's not like um, it's not like going off to college. It's just little emotional moments that you witness, um, and not even when our sons got girlfriends. It might have been after they got girlfriends that maybe you saw them holding hands, and it's like snip. They have found a new woman in their life that uh, you know that you're still you're still part of their life, but they're like. So I call it snipping of the apron strings. And my husband has probably, I said, he's probably experienced it a couple times since, you know, college age to adulthood where they are now. Um, 
And I've experienced maybe six times between three sons that I call it snipping of the strings. Um, and I think they're all snipped, but who, who, who knows? Maybe if, if children come, come around for them one day, I'll, I'll have more of those little snips, you know, snips pop up, but um, they're just fleeting moments. And it's not a big moment. It's not like the a birth of a baby or, uh, you know, a, an engagement. They're just little tiny emotional things that just happen. Yeah, almost like and they're unexpected milestones. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Thank you so much for talking today and being willing to answer all these questions. Um, I really enjoyed having you on. Oh, well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it too.